Well, welcome back. Week three. God, the weeks are just flying by, aren't they? Cheltenham, only better. Natalie Greenequin, joined by Kevin Blake. Daryl Carter, lovely to see you both. How are you? Good form, good form. Won't complain, that won't complain. <laughs> you look I'm like tremendous. you are, again, oh. Kevin, not, not at home, not in your usual abode. No, no, I'm in Newmarket at the minute, so here for another day and then they're back home. So, yeah, this time of year, we, we don't get to spend too much time in our own bed. <laughs> no, I bet. More sales, more more looking through the books, huh? Yeah, 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 sure. Look, it's tough at the top, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> tough at the top. And Daryl, how are you? I'm tremendous. I'm all right, yeah. Um, at the HWPA with Kev at the weekend. It was good fun. Made it home safe and alive. So Brilliant. Yeah, we live to fight another day. Yeah, no, good good awards at the HWPA. Fantastic. Well, we were lucky, really, at the weekend, looking back at the racing, because, of course, we had three grade ones at Ferry House. But we did, unfortunately, lose Newcastle. Sadly, I couldn't go up there, uh, the fighting fifth, but we do know it's been rerouted, which is fantastic. So we're going to see Constitution Hill at Sandown. Donny passed her inspection, thank the Lord, and Newbury got away with it. So we were lucky in some respects. But Looking back through the week, we may as well just get straight stuck in um, then to a horse, El Tetom. El Tetom. I love, I love that name. It's actually very beautiful. I was practicing it before. Uh, 25 to 1 into 14 to 1 for the article. Of course, we get our prices on the Betfair Sportsbook, which keeps us fully up to date. So do have a look. Um, this was a winning start. Uh, over fencing the beginner's chase at Thurles in Ireland over 2-2 Paul Tannen of course on board for the maestro Willie Mullin so Daryl let's start with you first on your review of the performance yeah I liked it I liked it a lot I thought um, I thought he took the fences like a natural I loved the way he uh, attacked them uh, it was very easy for him in the end really and it was a fairly deep race um, like for Spire Tower and Burton behind Hoy Lord who looks a horse to keep on side, finishing in second. But it was pretty effortless for him. It was exactly what you'd like for a, for a start, first start of offences. Obviously, he comes from the Supreme last year. I think that form's going to work out quite well this year. Uh, another boost for Fasol Vega, you could argue. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the performance. I thought it was I thought it was spot on for a debut performance. A little bit niggly in places, but that could improve. And uh, there was a lot to like. Very hard to knock it. If he's an Arkle type, you can definitely see him running in the in the frame. You know, obviously he's run over two two there, so you could probably say, well, he could go up and trip. We, we don't we never know with Willie Mullins bingo, but you'd think the Arkle would be the aim. Um, fourteen to one, you could see him being a fair each way play or, or, at that price, but I don't think he'll be that price on the day. But uh, yeah, it, not a nice performance. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it honestly. Yeah, Kev, um, Paul Tannen looked to have like the box seat there, didn't he? Just tracking the leader um, and then, you know, put it to bed. I think the one thing that looked nice is he looked a bit more manageable. He looked quite brave to his fences. What did you think, Kev? Yeah, I've got my cold water pot out here a little bit. Um, I, I thought he was just fine. Um, I thought there was scope for improvement in his <laughs> jumping. Um, sticky places. Um, look, at like I thought my view of him over hurdles was that I thought he was better suited by the way they rode him later in the season. And they, they rode him a little bit quieter, I think almost by accident, um, at, at the Dublin Racing Festival. And I thought it suited them really well. And I think similar over fences will suit. Look, they've got the first the first run over fences out of the way now. And he'll go into deeper company next time and it'll be easier to ride him a bit quieter. Um, but you, you'd like the way he settled, um, mm. considering the way he was ridden. Uh, but look, there is scope to improve in his jumping. And in fairness to him, 
like I'm looking at my notes from um when he when he went hurdling, like he, there was run to run improvement in his jumping. He started off looking quite chasery at his at his hurdles and ended up being quite low and efficient. So um hopefully he'll sharpen up and uh, be a little bit more um accurate um in his next start and starts after that. But um I, I would have given him a, a maybe a maybe a B minus C plus for, for his first over fences. So uh, oh, definitely def, def, the scope to improve. <laughs> can I ask you a question, Kev? Like the one thing that bugs me with him, like really bugs me, is the fact that they syndicated him out. Okay. Is that would, would I, I don't want to be harsh on syndicates, but Willie Mullins syndicating a horse out it, would that be a negative f- f- for you? Um, well, I I don't know what the what the details are because I know Barnane um owned him and now it's the syndicate and Barnane, so I don't know if like if they're like and Barnane wouldn't really be in many partnerships. So if I had to guess, a complete guess, um, I wonder is it pals of of Barnane that they, that they've allowed in. Um, possibly. Um, I don't know. I need to know the circumstances, but um, the fact that Barnane are still in, like they're 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 very strong owners, so I, I wouldn't oh, be, I wouldn't be putting it as negative anyway. But I would the, the, the details will be interesting. I'd say maybe they're just sharing the love, you know. Sharing <laughs> Possibly the love. so, yeah, yeah. So, Kev, <laughs> we've got <laughs> Ilte Tom's in your fine category, which just makes me just cry when you say it. it's so funny. But he, he's got he's got maybe the potential to go to like good. Oh yeah, look at Jeff for sure, for sure. Look, he he improved start to start, like I say, over hurdles. So I'm hoping for much of the same. And look, we we know he's very good. Like we know, you know, his hurdle form tells you that. But um, as we've talked about, you know, in every episode here, you know, I think you have to be picky with them um, because we're just going to get a conveyor belt of very good horses um, going over fences, and um, and we need to poke at them a little bit. And um, but I, I would definitely, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be. Um, right map at all, you know, but I just will be watching them closely next time in the hope of seeing um improvement in the jumping department. Yeah, some weeks we're gonna see real wow performances in other weeks. We get through it. Talk about other weeks and classic getaway. Daryl, we are gonna come to you from this one if you don't mind. 20 to 1 um on the Betfest Sportsbook, the first show in the Ryanair. He looked to gallop his rivals into submission. Would love to hear your viewpoint on classic getaway. Yeah, he got a good front running ride here by by, by Danny Mullins. Um, I was on Hatton Kalur actually on the day, and uh, I, was, I was a bit disappointed he couldn't go and pick him up. He, mm. he is just that he's a grinder. Um, look, he's a horse with stacks of potential. The, the problem is, is that he he pulled up last year in the Albert Bartlett when he bled, and I just I just don't know how much I can trust this horse. Um, it, the, the ability is definitely there for me, as he showed at Thurlis, but. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just don't know with him. I think two and a half miles is probably his trip rather than the, the three. Um, but yeah, that for a, a Ryanair, would he beat the likes of Stage Star? I'm not. I'm not convinced. I don't think he's got that turn of foot that likes of a Stage Star has, or even an Alaho by the same owners if he if he's running in there. But look, the Ryanair would look the right race for him if he was to go. Um, he wouldn't be on my radar to be honest on the back of that performance. I totally agree. Stage star for me is is is, is, is different, and and this classic getaway has got to stay sound in one piece. Um, fun, fun, fun. Daryl, going to stick with you for this. Um, she, I think I'd be like her if I was a racehorse. <laughs> not because I'm fun. I'm not being a big head. I don't think I'm fun, but she's just a bit like zesty, isn't she? She's just a bit like, yeah, I'm in a race. Best day of my life. And then <laughs> she 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 does need to chill a wee bit, but. Having said that, she's a dual bumper winner, included at grade two level, and that was that was a nice debut over hurdles. 
Yeah, it really was a nice day. She had plenty of she had stacks of speed, I thought. Like plenty of speed between the flights. Like she she does need to calm down. Like she needs to learn how to race properly. It's a bit frustrating that there was nothing in the race really to sort of take her along and and sort of try and give her a teachable ride. But you'd have to be impressed with it. Like I, I don't I don't know how you couldn't be impressed with with the way she did things. Obviously, our trainer holds her in, in high regard, as he mentioned multiple times last season. She's definitely a horse with ability. She's one you need to see again and again, because if she continues with that free-going nature, she will get found out when she comes up against better horses. But she's not one to dismiss at the moment. And uh, 12 to 1 seems very fair for the Mayor's Novice at the moment, because that's the way she's going to go. Um, if she can learn to race uh, more efficiently, she's got to be in with a chance in what what is typically a wide-open division. Yeah, it sure is. Yeah, also 16 to 1 into 12 to 1 then for the Mayor's Novice Chase. Um, we can look at Daddy Longlegs. Interesting, not seen since running on the flat over in France in 2022. Kev will come to you 25 into 12s for the Supreme and 25 into 20 for the Ballymore. Of course, another one for Willie Mullins and uh, Mrs Donnelly. Um, he looks smart and he did quick and well, Kev. Yeah, he's an interesting horse, this. Like, there was a bit of chat about him last season. Um, and we didn't get to see him, you know, typical Willie, you know, happy enough to take his time if he's not 100% happy. And and we finally got to see him the other day. And like I thought he was quite good. Like his jumping was was, was grand um, to, to put him on the scale, um, you know, the scope to be better and, and a little bit more fluent. But um, he, he was impressive. Like it wasn't a bad race at all. And he and he's absolutely danced in. Um, we, we'll talk about Jericho Derepine in a minute in, in a in a not dissimilar kind of scenario i.e. The, the race wasn't super, but he bolted up. Um, but th- this would have been a stronger race than, than the one we saw at Newbury, I suspect. And it didn't create um, nearly as much of a splash um, in, you know, anti-post markets, etc. But um, I, I, I would I would reserve the possibility now that this fella could be um, could be quite smart. And um, he'll go up in class next time, perhaps in grade one company at Leopardstown Christmas meeting, maybe. And um, it wouldn't be one to underestimate, I'd say. I'd say, I'd say there's plenty of ability in there. Could I just add quickly that um, I actually requested him for the for the Ballymore market, uh, a price for him on it, and they put him in at 25s, cut him about 10 minutes later to 20s. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I, I, I just asked because because you mentioned his jumping there, Kevin, and I thought he was he was sort of like doing his best work at the end of the two miles there, and his jumping was a bit slow, and I thought stepping up a trip might be the way to go, but I could see him running in the Supreme. Uh, I think a strongly run two would... would probably suit him better um he it, this is a talented horse i think and at the moment the supreme novice hurdle is obviously we'll, we'll touch on bally burn as well in a moment but that it's been blown wide open so it, you wouldn't be out of uh the realm's possibility to see him towards the head of the market in that he's been slowly chipped away in the supreme market over the last week like 14s into 12s i think he's 10s in a place now so he's definitely a horse to keep an eye on he, he's a very very talented horse i think Daryl, you are absolutely right. I've just remembered seeing that. You did ask him to put in the market. So you knew something because he does look a very natural jumper. That is definitely something to take from that horse. Definitely. He's uh like he, he could he's one of these horses that like it went a little bit under the radar last week, but he, he if he goes in deeper company, he'd be much better suited by a stronger pace. And you could really, really see the best of him when he steps up in grade. So yeah, he's one to be very, very positive about, I'd say. Yeah, well, let's hope that grade one then over Christmas at Lapistown. Daryl, we will stick with you because another one, I know there was a lot of hype about Jericho de Repine, um, and, and but you said that, you were honest about that, but you it was your anti-post sort of bet last week. And actually, 12 to 1 now into 8 to 1 for Supreme on the Betfair Sportsbook, 33 into 25 for the Ballymore. 
there isn't a lot to not like about this horse. A, if you are vain, it is flipping beautiful. Like, oh my God, this horse is to die for. Like, physically wise, to look at, I was just like glued to the TV. Um, And I did like Nico's ride. I thought he just really nicely, smoothly transitioned him into the race, said, come on, let's go. He went through the gap, so he got a good attitude. Yeah, definitely. He was he was absolutely teaching him, wasn't he, on the way around. Um, like the, the first thing to note about when it when he jumped the first hurdle was how slick he was. And then yeah. the second he was just he was just foot perfect really at many of his hurdles. And like you can't really knock the performance too much. On a visual basis, it was everything you'd want to see. Now the form obviously is going to get knocks from a lot from a lot of people. I think the runner up King Rufus was probably back to some of that bumper form where he was behind the likes of Captain Teague and Jidley Park, where he was probably um, at his peak. So the way he won, Canter in a way, like it, it was a performance that suggested perhaps there's a lot more to come from him next time. Mm-hmm. So you wouldn't want to be too dismissive of it, but I would also just you know pour a bit of cold water on it, if you like, and just say, calm down, because what he's actually achieved here on the facts and on the figures is nowhere near... For example, Unibet, the sponsor of the Henderson Yard, cut him to four to one. Like that's ridiculous. That's yeah. just that's outrageous. Eight to one. It, even moving him really on the back of this can only be on the back of hype and you know uh, people getting excited on a visual impression. It can't be on an anal- on an analytical basis uh, because the, the, the times suggest that he, he's not really achieved anything much more than a one twenty five mark. Uh, the the three year old on the card, Woodhu, the juvenile who had an official rating of 130, probably ran to the low 120s on this occasion, but was quicker on the circuit time, quicker from four out to the finish, quicker from three out to the finish, quicker splits between the hurdles than Jericho de Repine. Now, we know that Jericho's done this hard held on the bridle, but not at one point was there enough in there to suggest that he's ran to 140, which is the way they've moved him in the market. So I just found that quite interesting. The other thing to sort of pour cold water on it as well is Ed Keeper, who ran in the three-mile race, ran a faster final circuit than Jericho de Repine, um, and was only a couple of lengths quicker, slower, for, oh, a couple of lengths slower from three out to the finish. So the overall performance visually was great, but there is nothing nothing in terms of form or, or, or figures that suggests that this is the the second coming as people have sort of said so no need for rocket emojis would be would be my um conclusion of it and uh we wait to see him at kempton at christmas i expect yeah and hopefully kev well, i don't know how, how you feel about this but i just think he has got the ingredients though to to, to potentially be something quite special because his jumping was phenomenal it was clear that nico was just like exactly like daryl said learning on the job all the time what do you think kev no, I liked it. You know, what, what was not to like about it? Um, uh, like you say, Nico gave him a lovely educational ride. Um, I, I liked his jumping. You know, he was he was sensible. He was clever. Um, he was neat. You know, and he, he just he wasn't asked to show to show us what he can do. He just cruised into the race. You know, mm-hmm. came through traffic and and won well. Um, you know, the only thing I don't like about this is the response to it. In that, it did, as as has been said, like it didn't warrant um, the, the the reaction that it got. But you know, none of that is the horse's fault. Um, no. <laughs> it, it was a lovely. It was a lovely start. Um, he's gonna he's gonna go up in class next time. We'll learn more about him. Um, but as a start, um, you'd be you'd be absolutely delighted with that. Yeah, maybe some some of the hype just to back it up there. But time will tell. Proof is in the pudding, as they say. Um, Hermes Allen then sixteen one into eight to one, so it's hard for the Turners 
and 16 into 12s for the Brown Advisory. Daryl, we will um, come to you, that Newbury 2 4 that Grade 2, John Franken, Novice Chase, um, Paul Nichols, Harry Cobden. His chasing debut was slightly delayed because he had that foot infection back in autumn. Um, so not ideal preparation, but uh, good performance, Daryl. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. I must admit, um, jumped really nicely, travelled strongly, quickened up well, very, very strong at the finish. Lots to like about him, considering he'd, he'd have a, had a bit of a delay. The the slight concern is you've got is that I was speaking to Paul at the weekend, and um, he did say, you know, it's not all about Cheltenham. He could skip and go to Aintree, so that's something to bear in mind because you look at sort of the Turners and you, you know, you've got Gaelic Warrior lurking there. Um, and you know, maybe we know Paul likes entry as well. Maybe there's there'll be good opportunities for him there, uh, to pick up uh, a contest rather than than at Cheltenham. He obviously disappointed last year in the Ballymore. Um, so look, I wouldn't hang my hat on him going to Cheltenham, but I think he's a, a very, very promising horse. I, he, he's only small in stature, and it, this impressed me the way he was managed. These, these Newbury fences are pretty stiff, so yeah, you know. It, to make your debut at Newbury is no easy feat anyway. So the fact that he's uh, he's done that and done it so impressively, um, yeah, w- w- was a brilliant start for him. So the the world is at his feet, I think. Yeah, no, I agree. And Kev, I think if you can hear Barky, by the way, I own a mini schnauzer. If any listener in the world owns a mini schnauzer, <laughs> uh, you'll feel my pain because it's just insane. I, I love her so much. The cock is perfect. The mini schnauzer is, again, like me, doesn't really shut whoa, up. Whoa, whoa, the what? Mini schnauzer. <laughs> What did you say before that? Cocker. <laughs> I got oh. Cocker's manual. She's so cute. She's like really gorgeous, but the mini schnauzer is like all that. So I apologise if you can hear barking. I can't stop them. I can't stop her. Um, Hermes Allen. Anyway, um, Kevin Blake. I think what maybe um, was nice for me is I just thought his jumping got better and better. Like he really got the game as the race went on. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, like he was a little bit kind of wild early, is what I noted. Like he was just kind of throwing himself at them a little bit. Um, but he he definitely got better. He only made one little mistake for it last. Um, but he he was particularly good late. Um, last three he he was very good at. And look, this was punchy, you know, straight into a grade two. Um, you know, the Nickelback, you know, made it a proper race, and um, yeah, I thought it was a lovely start. Uh, I, you know, I, I know Paul has said he, he'd be slow to go three miles with him. I, I actually think he'd be interesting back at two miles, but I, I suspect he'll stay around the mid-range trips. And um, yeah, should look at um, um, what I want at the sound the way it sounds. Uh, I'm sure he'll he'll take high order amongst the British ones um, for the next few months. But will he be able to cope with um, the battalions uh, from across the sea in Ireland um, in March? I don't know, and um, that was his pr- that 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 proved to be an issue for him over hurdles. Um, but this was a lovely start, and I'm sure he'll drive on from it. Yeah, it was. Um, Daryl, I think it's it's worth this week just touching upon um three car brag, um forty to one into twenty five to one Brown Advisor and the Bet Best Sports, but Gordon Elliott um jumped a bit to his left. I thought um three car brag, but I think it wasn't so dramatic and sort of the type that really should relish stepping up in trip. What what are your thoughts? Yeah, it's funny when people when when people say Richard Reddish stepping up even further in trip from three miles, it just means they're slow as an old boat, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah. a nice way of saying it, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, um, look, he's a he's a he's a nice enough horse. He's a, a a standard setter, if you like, for a lot for a lot of races. Um, you can get a good form line from him, but um, for me, like I, I just think he lacks a gear to be to be a winner at the top level. So 
maybe the national hunt chase would be more um, more down his street. But again, you you typically find a classy sort of Grade One horse hidden in that. Do I think Free Car Bragg's a Grade One horse? Not really. Um, in, in all honesty, um, not like lovely type, good to look at, um, made for fences. But I just think you'll always find that, that horse with a, a sharper turn of foot towards the finish of the race, regardless of whatever trip he's running over. So. Yeah, Kevin, do you have a wildly different opinion? Uh, not wildly, but I would be a bit more positive. Um, I thought it was a good start. Looked at um, if you if you listen to the, the the birds in the trees, you know there was there was plenty of chat about this fella and, and the, the expectations for him going chasing that that he would be you know quite a bit better than we saw over hurdles. And like, look, this was it, this was a maiden chase of Fairy House, like, but this was a, this was a graded race really. Um, it was a very high quality maiden. Um, like I think he's gonna be better suited by going the other way around. I'd say. Um, he did jump out to his left throughout. Um, his technique was 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 definitely passable. Um, could be a, a little bit better, but that that's been super picky. Um, it was more the the main issue was just his tendency to adjust to his left. Um, look, he stuck to his task well, and we'll talk about the winner later on. But like Monty Starr is a horse that have um good regard for. Um, back in third, you know, he ran a super race, and Nick Rocket. Is is a horse with plenty of hype attached to him as well. So, um, like this was high level stuff. Um, and look, three card brag. I'm sure will improve. I'd say next time we see him will be over three miles. Um, could be a national hunt chase horse, quite possibly. And um, we know Gordon isn't afraid to do that with with a real nice one. Um, he's he'll always pursue the 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 most winnable option. Um, at Cheltenham. So, um, look, we'll wait and see what he does next time. But I thought this was a good start in a strong race, and and he should drive on from it. Yeah, well, a horse we can talk about next that, to be fair, looks like he has got a few a few gears uh, under the bonnet is Firefox. 25 to 1 into 10 to 1 for Supreme, 20 to 1 into 14 to 1 for Ballymore on the Bet Bear Sportsbook. Gordon Elliott, Bective Stud. Bective Stud, of course, good ambassadors for racing, putting in uh, a lot of a lot of um, money in the and breeding content. The winner at Fairy House on Saturday in that two-mile maiden hurdle. I think... We have to say that when Ballyburn moved up sides, Firefox showed us a different gear, and and that was that was quite exciting. Kev, we'll stick with you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he'd had the one run over hurdles um last season before going back into bumpers, and um, this was lovely. Look, Ballyburn is a horse with an awful lot of um expectation attached to him for obvious reasons, and Firefox. Look, he he got the run of the race up in the front end, no doubt, and um, his jumping. You know, got better. He was kind of he he alternated between being a little bit chasery and and a little bit flatter than that. But look, travelled great, picked up well. Um, was always in control for me. And um, look, on he on he goes. You know, I thought this was lovely. Um, his bumper form was of a very high level as well. Perhaps just not in uh not in quite his exalted company as Ballyburn was doing it. Um, but look, as he'll go for the the Grade One at Christmas, I'd imagine it might be a rematch with Ballyburn. And the betting for that would be will be super interesting. Come closer to the time, but um, I wouldn't. I know. Look, Ballyburn has a lot of fans, and I'm sure there'll be a, a a pretty popular view that he might be able to reverse the form the next day. But um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be underestimating Firefox now. I think he's yeah. going to be quite high level himself. Um, he'd be well able to go up a trip if they wanted to do that. I don't know if they will. Certainly not straight away. I'd say. Um, but yeah, I'd be really happy with him. Yeah, he's got the gears. And Ballyburn, just to give you a quick market there, 10 to 1 out to 12 to 1 for the Supreme, 5 to 1 out to 7 to 1 for the Ballymore. So, Daryl, to you then, Firefox, and we can also incorporate Ballyburn as as Kev did. But were you impressed by Firefox? 
Oh well, not really. I thought I thought this was a race that was well blown out of proportion. Like there were there was there was comparisons between Fernie and Bob Ollinger a couple of years ago, and I just think that's that's nonsense, really. I, I it was a very very slowly run race, like like a plodding pace until they got to four out and then they sprinted for the finish. Like it it, it was what it was. Firefox had the race completely to himself at the front, was in pole position to do Bally Burn for a turn of foot. Um, and that's the way it was. Like to put it in perspective, like they got to four out forty-two lengths slower than the rated novice heard on the card. Like that's how slowly they went in the first half of the race, and then they've turned into a dash. They were sixteen lengths quicker. Firefox was sixteen lengths quicker from four out to the finish that than the rated novice hurdle. So it's literally a race that's turned into a sprint. Um, Bally Byrne barely settled. He was very very keen. Um, and yeah, I thought it was a bit of a shock to Ballyburn system. I would, I would have the form in, in, a, in a truly run race. I think the form would be reversed. I think um, Ballyburn's stamina at the end, of, and, and that's why, like a lot of people said straight after the race, oh, Ballyburn's going to go up and trip. Well, it, on the figures, you would say give Ballyburn another shot at two miles, a strongly a proper run two miles, and see how he's finishing there. Because for me, I think he would reverse the form in, in a truer run test. His stamina at the death would, would help him out. We know these supreme horses need to stay the distance. So, look for me. I think I think Ballyburn would reverse the form with Firefox next time. I could see Firefox maybe going out and trip, but yeah, I, I don't know. I wasn't as blown away by the race as many people were. If I'm honest, yeah, yeah just on just on Ballyburn, that like uh, he 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 need to settle better. Look, I know the pace was was slow. But he showed that tendency in bumpers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, like it, it, it reminded me a bit of classical dream. Remember the way he used to carry his head really low. Um, yeah. he, his head was on the floor early, um, mm-hmm. but he was re- but he was really um fighting his rider too for much of the race. Um, his jumping got better as he went, but he was just a bit skewy too out when he kind of needed a good one. Um, when the when the the race got really hot and he just skewed it a bit, which you don't love to see. Mm-hmm. Um, so another, another reason why he probably won't go out up and trip. Yeah, I don't. I, I'd be keeping him at two miles. Mm, I, I just want it. What you know, you, you, I know he's a point winner, but I think you got to get him to relax. Um, you know, and that that'll be a little bit easier in a better race. You hope, um, where there's more pace in front of him. Um, yeah. I want to stick a pacemaker in for him. Willie's got so much ammo, he could probably do it. Um, but yeah, I just uh, for for a horse that has a huge amount of expectation attached to him, it was it was just okay for me. And um, we would look with with obvious scope. For better to come, but on the day, I thought it was just okay. Yeah, they're going to waste too much energy if they're fighting the rider. I'm um, talking of fighting ride riders. I'm going to stick with you, Kev. First orders for this: um, Nurburgring, um, fourteen to one first show for the Triumph, Joseph O'Brien. Um, we've seen in his previous races, he's hung a little bit. He did hang a little bit again. Um, nothing too bad. He's all. He's not always like the easiest of rides either. Um, look, it. it, it Juvenile wise, I mean, he's still a classy sort, right? So I'm kind of like, I've got com- compliments for him, but also there's niggles against him. You might be able to contextualize it a lot better than me. Yeah, he's, he's not getting much love on Nurburgring. Um, <laughs> normally, the winner, normally the winner of this race, um, you know, is 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 being you know right up towards the top end of the, the Triumph Hurdle betting. Um, and look, he's he's got better and better. Like, don't forget, like he was a. He was a smart horse in a flat, like rated right in the nineties. We don't get loads of those going juvenile hurdling these days. And um, what I like about him is he he just kind of gets better and sharper, um, run to run over hurdles. Like if you watch the first day, like he was, uh, like he jumped like novice slowly, um, looked really hard work, and you know managed to get the job done. And 
Um, he jumped better the second day, but again, he he is a bit of hard work. He's not an easy ride. Um, he beat um he beat Wudu on the day, who we've seen winning loads since, um, giving her loads of weight, um, but lost it in the stewards' room, which which was probably fair enough. Yeah. Um, oh. on the day, but he's just it was just him being an Egypt. Um, and and that's him. You saw a bit more of it here. Like he came to the last, and you're like, right, go on, you're going to go away and win. And a few strides after last, you kind of had a, had a bit of a think about it, and. And, and briefly faltered, but then was back well on top of the line again. So, um, again, like the, the more, the better company he's in, I think the easier he'll be. Um, ideally, you'd want something to carry him into the race for as long as he could. Um, but like things didn't go right for him as such, and he still managed to win. So, um, I think he can keep driving on now. Um, he's he's he remains a bit under the radar considering he's you know essentially three from three in terms of first past the post over hurdles, but. Um, he'll he'll be up into the the race at Leopardstown at Christmas now. Um, and look, we we know what la- recent seasons have shown us. You know, Willie Mullins will just start unleashing these these yokes that have already run in France that we haven't seen in Ireland yet, and they just prove tend to be very high level. So, um, tougher tasks ahead. But um, I think he's he's definitely going the right way now. And I like him for all his um for all that he is a little bit unorthodox at times. Yeah, and obviously you think Eldon, maybe that's just his way. Nurburgring, um, for you, Daryl, maybe maybe he is a bit under the radar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Perhaps so. He was quicker than the Royal Bond uh, on the card, so uh, that's why I married up. He looked, he, he looked at traveling into, into the race, and I didn't think things went all his way. Uh, I thought he had a maneuver out of a out of a bit of a gap, and uh, yeah, I thought he showed a good attitude. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I'd like, I, I want to see him again, but mm. uh, yeah, I, I was I was quietly impressed. Actually, yeah, I, I, you said that right. You want to see him again because he's kind of interesting, isn't he? That's what I mean. Like mm. you compliment him, and then you're like, oh, but he, so he's a fascinating, he's a fascinating horse to follow. I, I Definitely look to too. But yeah, like I don't think it's ever going to be flashy, you know, no. for that reason. For that yeah. reason, I suppose people will continue to think, ah, oh, look, he'll, he'll, he's going well now, but you know, wait, wait until the bigger guns come out. But um, he might, he might just surprise people. Mm. Well, Daryl, I was going to stick with you because you just alluded briefly to the Royal Bond. Because the Royal Bond, of course, far and glory, and um, thirty-three to one into sixteen to one for the Ballymore and the Sportsbook, forty to one into sixteen to one for the um, Supreme. It was the first of three Grade One on the card at Barry House. I mean, it's just amazing, isn't it? I'm determined to go out to Barry House and watch some racing. And um, the only thing I'd say in running Daryl for me, and I'm not claiming to be an expert, but I just couldn't have called it in running. I thought Jack got a bit low to saddle. I thought, oh, my God, are we in trouble here? And then afterwards, in the post-race interview, Jack was like, oh, I kind of always knew I had it. And I was like, did you? What? So it was. It just didn't quite relate from me watching Jack on board to what he thought. Yeah, I, I knew he was there. Isn't that amazing? To, the jockeys do know. But when he got a bit low, I thought, yeah, is he in trouble here? But it clearly wasn't. He's talking rubbish there, really. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, why are you doing this then? Jesus, like this, like just the race overall, like this, this is, this is, I mean, you've got to say it how it is. I think this, this was a poor Royal Bond. You know, this was, for me, this was a, 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 a very, very disappointing turnout, really. Um, he's got the job done well uh, in terms of sort of the form. Dropping back to two miles has obviously suited him a bit better here. He was uh, obviously one over two, three last time at, at Clonmel, but he was, his finishing effort was quite tame and, Irish Panther was nine lengths behind him. We touched on Daddy Longlegs earlier on, who absolutely trounced that horse as well. Um, but for me, Antobar, um, 
I bloody fell for it. I fell for the promise of this horse. I did. I I, I written him up in like week two of the Cheltenham Focus column and just said like how piss poor the slow time, plodding time that he did was on debut. And then I fell for the visual impression and I thought, surely, I knew that you basically needed to run to about mid-130s to win this. And I thought, surely he can run to the mid-130s. He was weak in the market, drifted beforehand, obviously his second start after a long break. King of, Kings, King of Kingsfield, I thought, ran pretty well, uh, to be fair. But uh, overall, we had the disappointment of Encanto Bruno, who probably found the ground too too slow for him. Um, I just thought it was a... Uh, if this has any bearing on the Supreme Novice Hurdle, you'd be very, very disappointed. I think that's my opinion on it. Um, so, yeah, uh, sort of a very rare run-of-the-mill grade one in Ireland, for me, is how I would describe it. Yeah, Kev? Um, yeah, I don't think you could get too carried away about it. Um, look, you, sometimes you get Royal Bonds like this. They're a bit steadily run. They're a bit messy. And you, you can pull one out of it. Um, that, that that maybe didn't win. That's going to step up, but I said there was a couple of candidates for that here. Um, but look, Farron Glory, things didn't go perfectly for him at all. I was like you, Nat. I, I thought I was in trouble as well. But um, look, I think we'll see. We'll see plenty of these taking each other on again at Christmas with a few additions, um, a few strong additions in there as well. And I think we'll get a, a better idea of the run of the pecking orders. So, um, I wouldn't like to be betting that the. The finishing order we saw here will will be reflected in the, the end of season ratings. Yeah, fair comment. Well, lastly, then the horse we're going to look at in the week that was is I Am Maximus. The first show is 33 to 1 for the Gold Cup. Willie Mullins, JP McManus won the great one, the Drinmore um, at Fairy House. Daryl, let's go over to you and get your opinion on I Am Maximus. Yeah, bloody first horse I put a line through when I did this race uh, <laughs> and back charger. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I've had some weekend, I tell you, now, honestly. <laughs> I've had some weekend, but yeah, this was uh, this was impressive. Uh, the the first the first impression I got was that they were going too hard early on. Um, I thought it was going to set up for Sharjah, but he could just never never quite get into the race, and that was disappointing for me on on, on that front. But I am Maximus. I tell you, there, there won't there won't be many Irish national Kevin know better than me. But there won't be many Irish national winners that come out and win over two mile four. Um, mm-hmm. Like this was his last day as a novice, I think, as a second season novice. Mm-hmm. So he had that experience in him. Um, yeah, slightly disappointed by. Let's be clear about. It. I thought he did. What I thought. He, I thought it was a wonderful performance from him. Um, uh, at Cork the time before when beating Mighty Tom, and he just didn't deliver that here. So yeah, I'm I'm a little bit skeptical of it. But uh, but you, you can't knock our Maximus. Like I think they said they're going to stick to Grade Ones now for him. So uh, you know, my my initial thought was this was a, a bit of a bonus, and they'll be going back to maybe the Irish National again or something. Or um, but yeah. Like it looks like he could be going to the Gold Cup now, so he's very, very lightly raced. Uh, you can say that he stays. Uh, he's obviously got the pace to match some of these young novices over over two and a half miles. So he seems to have the credentials for a Gold Cup horse. Whether I'm quite a believer that he could win one or not is a different matter. But uh, yeah, strange race, strange weekend, really. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am Maximus for you, Kev. You got anything to tell us about your 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 views? Actually, look, we kind of we didn't learn loads more about him. Like we know he's very high level, like an official rating of one fifty eight, and we know he's not a gifted jumper of offence. Um, we saw that again here, but look, it didn't stop him winning. Um, now the the race did come apart a shade. You know, I, I let's be clear about it again. Like Daryl, like I really liked him at Cork, um, and I really liked him for much of the way here. <laughs> and his his finishing effort was just a bit limited. 
Um, I, I, I suspect they might come back and trip with him now um, because he is a particularly strong traveller and, he, and he's a particularly good jumper. And um, those attributes might be better showcased over a shorter trip. Um, mm. So I wouldn't entirely give up on him now for all that it's um, it's a bit disappointing to see him beaten like this. Um, I am Maximus, you know, can he win a gold cup? Um, uh, personally, I don't think so with his jumping. Um, they've probably maximized them to this point to, um, you know, six runs into his chasing career, having won a, an Irish national and a, and a Drinmore. And they've done a great job, but he's in with the big boys now. And um, he, he's likely to find it quite a bit tougher. Um, so that, that's where I see with him. And look, found a 50, ran, ran a good race, um, a solid race. And this would have been much more his trip than the winners. So, um, you know, can he win a grade one that was chased this season? I'm not so sure. What what no. price would interest you for the Arkle, Kev? For let's be clear about it. Um, I look at when you when you get beat like that, you you, you expect to get um, plenty of compensation in the price, but uh, it wouldn't be a mad bet now. Well, what's best price? You're catching me in the hop. I haven't seen it. Oh uh, no, he's not. He's not. He's not priced on the Betfair Sports. Oh, really? so oh, just wow. yeah. you... get, get him at it, lads. Get him in there. Mm. Uh, yeah, you know. come on. That's what we thought we like. There you go. We found uh, through all the muddling horses we talked about because Daryl's right. It was. It has been a bit of a, a bit of a strange weekend, and I, I suppose we've not been really wowed by anything. So we're kind of going through this list of horses, but it's good to go through them because that's the time of year, isn't it? We've got to go through them now. But on a positive note, Kevin, we are coming to your performance of the week, which we always look forward to. So take it away. Yeah, we'll come back to that um, to that maiden chase that we touched on earlier um, at Fairy House. As mentioned, like it, it, it was it was a very high level race. You know, you could have put you could have put grade two status on it. No one would have been fussing too much. Um, and Corbett's Cross was the ultimate winner. And I, I just I, like, I, I couldn't have fancied him at all. Um, like we we talk about um, initial impressions over over fences or hurdles or what have you, and like his first over fences was like really concerning. <laughs> like his jumping was, um, like it was skewy. It was out to his left. It was big. Like he he just it, it, it like the conclusion I drew was that he was just kind of too fresh, um, too well in himself, and he just wasn't doing things right. Um, but like you you would have put a big red mark beside it like watch him closely next time um and that god it was like it wasn't a, a complete transformation but good lordy it was it was a big step in the right direction um much better um you know you know quite well in the main um still a little bit skewy and a little bit left at times mm. um but the step forward from first start to second was was, was substantial and the level of form he showed was 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 was, 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 uh, was substantially better as well. Um, and like he ultimately won very snugly. Like Mark Walsh rode him beautifully. I thought, um, he's a horse that could get get a bit over free at times over hurdles. Um, so it was great to see him settle as well as he did here. Um, like the question mark is what do you do with him, trip wise, um, because he has that that three mile form over hurdles earlier in his career that makes you think oh, he'll surely go three miles with him, but. Um, if you look at his body of work, um, since he's joined Emmet, you know you wouldn't necessarily be rushing him up to three miles. He'd be he'd be perfectly capable over two and a half, I'd imagine. So, um, we'll leave that in Emmet's hands if he wants to go mid range at Limerick over Christmas or go further at Leopardstown. Um, but I think this this really puts him back on track to to be one of the better um novice chasers um around. I I dare say. Um, and look, if he can show, he won't need to show as much improvement from first start to second as he might do from second start to third. But if he can sharpen up again and straighten up a little bit more, 
Um, God, he's going to be a tough one to crack now because I, I thought this was really good. Yeah, I like it. Corpus Cross Performance of the Week. Uh, and Daryl, for you, we go to sectional performance of the week. Always uh, interesting to hear from you. Yes, but unfortunately this week we don't have one. Um, I want to make sure that this uh, sort of um, section is kept for those that really sort of jump off the page. And uh, this week I just, it, there was nothing that really stood out this week. So um, yeah, we'll try and keep it to, uh, as Kev would like to say, very picky performances in this. And uh, so nothing this week, but uh, watch this space. Yeah, no, I like it. Very, very wide words out because it's got to, you know, it's got to mean something, it's got to impress you. Um, we do go on to our anti-post preview then. Week three, we're going to take a look at the stayers hurdle. So I'm just going to start off giving you the top of the betting just to give you the overall view on the Betfair Sportsbook. Tia Poo, four to one. Uh, Thalem is nine to two. Irish Point, 14 to one. Impere passed at 16 to one. So Gerhard is at 20. Cider Belay is at 20. West Balboa at 20. And then we go 25 to one bar in the betting. We've got Dash or Dash of 50s into 25s. We've got Tia Poo, six to one into that fourth one now taking the favour and Impere Passe unchanged Six to one the champion hurdle, but eleven to one out to sixteen to one in the stayers. So that's to put you in the market there, so you can see, Daryl, the stayers. <laughs> Come on, the stayers, give it to yeah. us. Yeah, well, we've just seen Tahipu uh, win the win the Hatton's Grace at the weekend, and uh, I sort of, I suppose, a flip on the sort of sectional performance of the week would be the absolute opposite, which was a, a poor time performance of the week, and that would go to to the Hatton's Grace on the whole. They were they were twenty two lengths behind the juveniles, um, getting to the fourth last. So they 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 literally plodded round and then uh, put in a sprint finish from the from the from the back of the third last, fourth last to the line. But even then, they they they're quick. They're much quicker, but they're not, you know, exceptionally quicker than than the uh, than the Grade One Royal Bond or or Kev's juvenile horse that we touched on earlier. Uh, so. It's a very, very strange one because it really should have suited Impere Pass, um, if you like. That that you'd think that the plodding pace and and quickening up to a to a sprint, and it didn't. It, it suited to Hippu. Uh, it's it's very hard to get a handle on what what anything achieved in that Hatton's Grace. But to Hippu's now obviously going to step up. He's been put away for the stayers hurdle. Couldn't get the job done in the race last year. Perhaps the moral winner. Although I won't say that because I was on side of Burley and I was very, very chuffed. But. Yeah, it, it, this division is very weak as a whole, and it's crying for something to step up into this, like step out of maybe handicap company or come from left field. The horse that I really like for it uh, is the owner mate of, of Tahipu, is Irish Point. Now, I'm a bit disappointed to see him entered in the fighting fifth on Saturday, but he is entered in the long walk at Ascot over Christmas at three miles. They always said they were going to go up to three miles. There's a good chance that he could be kept back for, for entry now that they've got Tahipu where they want him. But should he win at Christmas? Should he win the long walk hurdle? I, I don't see why they wouldn't have two stabs at the uh, at the stairs hurdle, considering Tahipu was beaten in the race last year. Mm. That's that's how I've assessed the race so far. I think there's a lot of dead wood in this. I think the race is going to cut up completely. You're looking at horses sort of like Dash or Drash. Like I know he was second last year, but surely age is catching up with him. Side of Berlay will be twelve. Um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a muddling division that needs some new blood. I was hoping that Irish Point was going to be the horse to come into this division and, and perhaps blow it apart a little bit. But uh, connections have their 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 to Hippo at the top of the market, so I don't see why they would come here with him. But you can hope. 
<laughs> yeah, you can absolutely hope. Kevin, yeah, it is It is muddling. Have you got any dark horse for them that's going to come out of the woodwork and surprise us all? Or what do you, what's your take on the stage? Dan, yeah, look, this race always has the possibility to change quite late, doesn't it? But, you know, horses reverting back to hurdles from fences and all that sort of carry on. Um, sure, look, I suppose the joker in the packet is is a French horse, um, Thaleem, whose mm. level of form like would, would seem to be very high. Um, and wouldn't need to be a superstar to come over here and, and, and show ours a thing or two. I do like Tiapu, and I, look, I think he's entitled to be fab, etc., and he's going straight there, um, and there's a case to be made that he's best fresh. Um, so I respect him, but look, there's it's not very interesting to, to talk him up, I suppose, at this stage. Um, and Thelim, um, look, uh, hopefully he comes over, would introduce a lot of intrigue to the race. You'd love to see these high-level French ones come over a bit more, um, a bit like they used to back kind of 20 years ago, but... Um, he's one to mention for sure. And look, if look if you wanted to fish around at bigger prices here, um, you know, there's a few you could take a chance on in the hope that they might revert to hurdles, the likes of you know Asterian Furlong or even Florian Porter, but one that will be end of the race and is a big price and is capable is um is home by the Lee, um, trained by Joseph, um, ran like very well in the race last year. Was only was was pretty much up to Yapu's tail um, back in fifth. And that was after like a horrendous mistake um, in the first half of the race and then got a bit messed about late on as well. Um, stays particularly well, um, is going to be trained for the race and um, was beaten on his return behind Bob Ollinger, but that was a mess of a race. He had to make his own running and um, it was a crawl and like he stays particularly well. So it just didn't show him the best effect. Um, I'd imagine he'll probably have one run um, between now and then, which will most likely be the, the, the three-mile hurdle at Leopardstown Christmas meeting that he won last year. And bearing in mind, Tiapu's not going to be there. Um, he might not have a, a, a strong class of opposition to beat. And if he beats that, if he, if he wins that race, um, he's going to shorten up quite a bit, you'd imagine, for the stairs. And he'll go straight to the stairs from there. I know Joseph likes to keep him fresh. So um, if you wanted to to you know start building a book for this race um and as wide open as it looks i wouldn't mind having him in my bag there and at the 25 to one that the sports book have him at t t hippo's not going to get much shorter than four to one is he if he's being put away now for the festival surely there's going to yeah, be just, horses just, in the just depends what turn yeah it just depends what turns up i suppose if the french horse comes like he can get latched on to but um look he, he represents for a very solid proposition like he was arguably a little bit unlucky in it last year um, David Russell, um, you know, one, one of a number of um, not great rides um, on the week for him. He, he wasn't in great shape physically. Um, so you can make that case. Um, and look, he's a young horse still. But um, yeah, he's, he's, you'd be surprised if he doesn't go off path. But how much shorter, it'd be fair to question that, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's where we are at the moment with stayers. But of course, it's early days, guys. It's early days. But it does bring us onto our anti-post selection then for the festival at this stage. So, Daryl, we'll start with you. I will just um, go over what we've done so far. In the first week, Daryl, Envoy LN, 14 to 1 for the Ryanair. Kevin was Croke Park, 20 to 1 for the Albert Bartlett. Um, last week, Daryl was Jericho de Repinay, which was a, a fantastic performance there. 12 to 1 for the Supreme, now 8. And Kevin was Gentleman's Game, 20 to 1 for the Gold Cup, still 20 to 1. That beautiful jumping grey horse. Um, so this week, Daryl, give us your anti-post selection, please. Yes, well, I'll just say on the column I put up better days ahead for the Albert Bartlett at 33s, but he's now been cut into 20. So he, I'm not going to put him up here. I'm going to go elsewhere and I'm going to put up um, 
probably one of the shortest prized horses that I would back anti post. But Ashro Diamond for the for the mayor's hurdle at uh, I think eleven to two on the Betfair Sportsbook, eight to one with another firm standout price. Um, but generally sort of six eleven to two. Um, yeah, the, I I I mean I've just absolutely slated the Hatton, Hatton's Grace on the time figure front, but this horse was very very keen, held up at the rear of the field. You know she she's was never going to get near the front two, but she finished a credible creditable third under under tender handling, if you like. I just think she's got some of the strongest form in this mare's uh, hurdle anti-post market. She was a couple of lengths behind Marine National in the Royal Bond last year. Um, did remarkably well, I thought, behind Fasal Vega at, uh, in the future champions at Leopardstown at Christmas last last Christmas when finishing third, beating nine lengths. She's only faced defeat once in mare's company um, outside of the boys. Running over two miles, but she is crying out to go back up to two and a half. And I think there's further improvement to come from her. They've mentioned that this is going to be the target for her. They're working back from this race. Expect to see her in, in you know, two mile grade one races up into the point she goes up to two miles. Well, he's done it before with the looks of Echoes and Rain. But the Mayor's Hurdle is undoubtedly her target. She's going to arrive there, I think, with by far the best form in the race. I could see her going off at something like six to four, Fav. Lossy Mouth takes up most of the market at the minute. But for me, I think Ashro Diamond's the one for Willie uh, in the Mayor's Hurdle. That was really interesting, Ashro Diamond. Thank you for that, Daryl. Kevin, for you, for your anti-post. I'm taking a leaf out of Daryl's book here with his sectional performance of the week. I'm going to sit out this week um, yeah. just because there, there's just nothing. Uh, like Corbett's Cross will be of interest, but I just, I really don't want to make a call right now on what race is going to end up in. And I'm sure, look, we want these to be the best years they can be. So I'm going to sit out this week now and be, be ready ready to rumble again next week. Absolutely. Actually, I won't. I, I'm, I'm going to be missing for the next couple of weeks. I'm going on holiday. I was going to say, you're going to Thailand. So you, you better come back with a bang, Mr. Blake. I want, like, the best anti-post tip you've got when you're back on your holidays. And we want you to enjoy your holidays very much. You deserve a break. You've been working very hard. So we do look forward to seeing you back. Um, I do want to say, please, please, please gamble responsibly. It's really important. We give you all the updated prices on the Betfair Sportsbook, but gamble responsibly. Yes, that's what it's all about. So we're having fun. That's what the show's about. We want you to enjoy it, but do gamble responsibly. And also, listeners, if you do have any questions for us, we really do genuinely want to hear from you. You can contact us on Twitter. Um, Kevin, Daryl, send in your questions. We will answer them. Have faith, people. Send your questions over to us. But for now, another cracking week, lads. Um, Kev, we will miss you. Daryl, um, thanks once again. But you are with us. You're not going off to Thailand, oh, are yeah. you? No, no, I don't go anywhere. I live in this office. <laughs> <laughs> you live in that old place, you do. Um, no, Kev, have a lovely holiday, won't you? We'll see you, what, when we next be... I have a lot, God, I'm back just before Christmas, so... Um, you are. Yeah, what a treat, what a that. present. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't had a proper holiday for, for about five years, literally, so, yeah, myself and the missus will enjoy it, hopefully. Yeah, no, you need it. It's really important to have a break. Um, no, but then we'll see you then. Good luck at the sales today. Daryl, catch up with you next week, and guys, thank you very much for the cracking show. <laughs>